welcome in to, dare I say, one of our most special editions of Sportball. I'm your boy, Sam. With me, as always, are Kyle and Seth. Uh, this is our big Super Bowl preview pod. I was thinking we call it the Sportball Boys Super Bowl Super Blowout, or SBSBSB for short. Do you think we can finally get our precious trademark for that? I submitted it last week. <laughs> Seems eerily similar to what I can only assume we titled our Super Bowl preview a year ago. No way. Not a chance. And nobody look. I'm sure it was just like <laughs> Super Bowl Palooza or something. That's every other yeah, podcast. <laughs> well, I got to tell you guys, I'm pumped for this pod. I'm feeling great. It's a, I, I, Our listeners in Belgium and abroad otherwise will be happy to know I've returned to my four drink format. So I'm just ready to go. We have we have a Super Bowl preview, it need not be said, as well as the NBA trade deadline happening the same week, which really puts a wrench in our our plans. Um, so we got to go over that to start. You know, that's that's what pays the bills. You know what I'm saying? That's what keeps this roof over our head and our heat on is the NBA trade deadline. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you guys we're getting paid for this, by the way. I just have mm disseminated any money to you uh but let's go super bowl last keep the listeners waiting and hit some nba trades okay everyone that's everyone just like smart that? podcasting right there i didn't ask you guys how you are how are you would we'll be brief our listeners don't really care pretty good all right i'm fine thank you okay so <laughs> <laughs> uh the trade that just happened today, I want to go over first. Um, it's a three-teamer, so everyone keep your hands in your pants and your feet outside of the vehicle. Russ, your hands me. in your pants and feet outside the vehicle? Yeah, just so that you're locked in. Okay, uh, I didn't know what the title is. I titled it Russ for D'Lo, but there's a lot going on. Three-teamer. The Lakers finally get rid of the scourge of Russell Westbrook, send him to the Jazz along with the 2027 first-round pick. But they managed to get a top four protection on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they threw in Juan Toscano Anderson and Damian uh, Lee, not Lee Jones, sorry, Damian Jones for salary filler. The Timberwolves entered the chat, got Mike Conley to get rid of the scourge of D'Angelo Russell, and also Nikhil Alexander Walker, who's apparently still alive, and three second round picks, which are very useful, of course, because there's tons of good players picked in the second round, as we know. And then the Lakers got D'Angelo Russell triumphantly returning back to the court that he thinks is a pickup court, which is Staples Center, along with Mikael Beasley and Malik. Jared Vanderbilt. I'm sorry. Was that a combination between Mikael Bridges and Malik Beasley? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Malik Beasley. He's on my fantasy team. I don't even know this given Christian name. Uh, Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt to run out their, their bench. Let's hit the Lakers first in this trade. I think that's maybe the most important aspect of this um, because they finally got off that Russ Gargantuan contract. And Kyle, I think they did pretty well to get three rotation players for him with only using one protected pick, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that was obviously the big thing in not getting Kyrie, obviously. Three rotation players probably doesn't equal Kyrie, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, the big thing was not getting rid of extra picks that they didn't want to, as well as young players. So they kept Reeves, who was 
reported to have to have been included in a Russ or a uh, Kyrie deal. Yeah. Uh, uh, was Max Christie as well? Kept mm-hmm. him still. Doug Christie? Is he his son? Doug Christie? Yeah. Is he? Is he? Isn't he the fat Christie? senator guy? Yeah. Good. That's that Chris, Chris Christie. Christie? <laughs> <laughs> they were all related, actually. <laughs> Doug Christie, former Kings legend in the C-Web era. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They kept. They kept their young players, right? Wow. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, obviously. I think people have a sour taste in their mouth with D'Angelo Russell, especially probably with his last time with the, he was on the Lakers. Um, I think he's matured a bit. His defense hasn't gotten any better by any means, but uh, over the last at least month or two months, maybe three months of the season, um, we've kind of seen him play more second fiddle in Minnesota and has been, um, dare I say, much better uh, of an on-court player, at least offensively. Um, so yeah, I mean, anything helps LeBron, right. And their, their bench depth as well. I think the Vanderbilt addition is going to help in crunch time. He's a much better defensive player than like Rui, who's been closing out games. So all in all, and then you got another great scorer off the bench, Malik Beasley. So uh, all in all great for them. Seth, may I read you the Lakers presume rotation? Certainly. For your in-the-moment reaction. We have um, D'Lo, Angelo Russell, Patrick Beverly, Rui Hachimura, LeBron, Anthony Davis. You've heard of those two, I believe. Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Thomas Bryant, Austin Reeves, and then deep bench, or maybe these guys get a lot of time, I don't know, Schroeder, Troy Brown, Lonnie Walker. This, dare I say, is almost an NBA rotation now? Yeah, I mean, it's... I think you got to assume it'll be an improvement. I mean, like you guys talked about, just getting off of Russ's contract is required a first-round pick. And so the fact that they were able to protect it at all mm-hmm. is pretty good. And yeah. then get, like, usable players back is nice, right? So Delo is one of those guys who is streaky as a shooter when he's hitting threes at an efficient rate. He's a he's a solid player and somebody that you'd want on the court, um, despite his defensive liabilities. But I don't really trust him in big games. Um, and I mean, the other guys, I think Malik Beasley is a pretty good fit for them as a three and D guy. And they certainly need more shooting. Um, and Vanderbilt's not bad. So, you know, I think they they did pretty well, but it's not uh, not a huge splash that maybe some Laker fans were hoping for, unless you count just getting rid of Russell Westbrook as a splash, which would honestly be fair. Yeah, Malik is going to be huge for them, I think. I mean, there's only four players putting up 11 threes for 36 minutes, and Steph, Clay, LaMelo, and him. Um, so that's good company to keep if you're around LeBron, right? That's what he really, really needs is, is shooters to open the floor. Um, yeah. And like you said, Seth, you can't really count on D'Lo in big games, but obviously they weren't going to be counting on Russell Westbrook in big games either, you know? So just to get more of that depth is maybe what they can count on more come playoff time. Of course, if they even get there, I mean, right now they're 13th in the West. They're two games out of the play-in. 
So could they make a push for the play-in? I certainly think they could. You know, was it worth it with for a first? Is someone going to – am I going to bounce my kid on my knees in five years and they're going to be like, Daddy, why did the Jazz have the fifth pick in the draft? And I say, well, it's because the Lakers made the play-in in 2023 and lost in, in the play-in and didn't even make the playoff son or daughter. You know, is that worth it? Sounds like a pretty smart kid to be asking that question <laughs> as a five-year-old. <laughs> also, is Cassie pregnant? Is there something that we should know? You're having Breaking a news. Five years, he'll be five. <laughs> I guess I should say when you, Seth, bounce your niece on your knee mm. in five years, you can tell them why the Lakers traded the fifth pick in the draft for a play-in opportunity. Renee is uh, a big Celtics fan. I mean, that's so what's that's sense. what's gonna happen with the the Bulls this year. So I mean, and we don't <laughs> we got back Nikola Vucevic. So yeah, <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, that's tough. We're gonna have to tell Riley that. I don't want to be the one to tell her. <laughs> uh, Kyle for the T Wolves, they get the scourge of D'Angelo Russell out of their team and away from Anthony Edwards just to avoid any sort of. Uh, reason the ball won't be in his hands. And you know Mike Conley as a point guard, a veteran, knows how to get Ant the ball and stay out of his way, right? Correct. I mean, there's also the chemistry, right, between um, between him and Towns. Um, had a couple of years on the – did I say Towns? I meant Gobert, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't even think of that somehow. Yeah, so – um, I, I think it helps too, right, to kind of to be able to – I think Anthony Edwards will probably still kind of be the main ball handler. I think they're going to do a good job kind of um, – uh, what's the term? St- uh, not stacking. Um, staggering. Staggering, yeah, I was close. Staggering uh, kind of their playing time so that at all times, you know, there's either that veteran presence or Ant who's just – has no regards for anything and will do whatever he wants to score a basketball. No regards for human life. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I like it a decent amount for the T-Wolves, honestly. Yeah, I think that reunion between Conley and Gobert has the potential to salvage at least something over there in Minnesota, over here in Minnesota. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're um, right there. And who do y'all think out of all those players who've been who were traded, regardless of like taking out contracts from it, and just thinking about this year, like who's the best player? Mm, I guess it might be Russ. It's probably D'Lo. It's Malik Beasley. There's no good player in this. Could trade, be Conley. So. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we're we named all the players tells you all you need to know. I think. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, we can we can wrap this up because it is really ultimately a trade, a three way trade involving what five players and they're all like right about average NBA, like 50th percentile. So, yeah, but I do think it like it has one of the, the chance to be actually like one of those rare three teamers that's beneficial where everyone, everyone got kind of what they needed, you know. Yeah, a it lot of rumblings bigger... that Russ honestly doesn't even play for Utah and just gets bought I would out. Imagine. I would imagine he does. Yeah, they probably just sit him down. What, yeah. what good does he do then? Yeah, I, I think it's one of those trades where like it could be better for each team than the sum of the parts traded, you know what I mean? 
but yeah, it's really, this next trade is more consequential, which is, well, maybe who knows he might be actually in, in Cuba defecting right now, but Kyrie Irving was traded to the Mavericks of Dallas along with his buddy, Markeith Morris getting back the Nets got Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, 2022 first and two seconds. Now, this all stemmed from a trade request that Kyrie made because they would not give him a long-term extension due to him being – actually, they offered him a decent extension, but some of the um, some of the parts of the contract insisted that he had to play basketball to get the money, which, you know, he's not down for. So <laughs> – um, it seems like all he decent... did in Brooklyn, though, was do his job and be a selfless leader. Right. So since being traded to the Mavericks, he already took down his apology for being anti-Semitic and then um, said that he has Jewish family members and then also said that he was an amazing selfless leader with the Nets. So it's begun already for the Mavericks, the circus that we know they just traded for. On uh, the Nets side, Kyle, it seems like they got a decent haul for for Kyrie, given that he's such a distrust asset. They were able to at least get good role players for around Kevin Durant and, and maybe stay relevant in the East, right? Yeah, I mean, it's probably the the best they could have hoped for, I guess, right? Um, yeah. It's always tough kind of being forced to trade a distressed superstar. Um you're never going to get any type of fair market value yeah. when that happens. Um, it's unfortunate, too. They've had to do it twice now in, what, the last two years? <laughs> and now they're stuck with one of the most egregious contracts in the NBA still, which I don't think they'll probably ever be able to move in Ben Simmons. Um, yeah. They at least you still have – yeah, at least you still have Kevin Durant. Hopefully he comes back after the All-Star game kind of – fully healthy um you got din dinwiddie who's shown uh at his kind of resurgence since he joined dallas that he can kind of be that floor general and and run an offense um while said superstar any superstar on the team is off the court so yeah i mean it's yeah it'll they'll make do i think yeah, it's like you look at just this trade, right? And it seems reasonable given the circumstances. Obviously, it's an unmitigated disaster what went on in Brooklyn the last four years. I mean, at one point they had Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving and looked unstoppable with them playing together. And they only won one playoff. Four games they played. Yeah. They only, they only ever won one playoff series together. That's a downright disaster. But if I'm the Nets, if I'm the Nets, Seth, you know what? I still have Kevin Durant, who's the most important of those three players. So I got to do everything I can to make it work and salvage salvage with him because he's one of the greatest players in the NBA. Yep. And I mean, it's absolutely a disaster from what the expectations were and how they looked in that brief time when they were on the court. But it's also somewhat of a predictable disaster if you had asked anyone who was a Celtics fan, right? towards the end with Kyrie like and now the Mavs are just falling for it again so I mean desperate times to some extent and I get it like the Nets were doing that so they could also get Kevin Durant but um yeah I mean enough has been said about Kyrie I think everyone in the in the media all the podcasts that you listen to are saying all the same things we know what he's like on the court off the court he's the Kanye he's Kanye of the NBA <laughs> um 
And I definitely think the Nets got a good haul in return. Um, they've got usable players for him. So, I mean, even that alone. plus Players player. that we know can play with a superstar too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, Dorian Finney-Smith is probably one of the top, uh, I guess you could say, three and D guys that can kind of guard anywhere from one through four, right, yeah. in the league probably. I mean, he's obviously not the best, but I think he's probably a top five, ten player in that kind mm-hmm. of role, and that's that's huge as well to bol- kind of bolster their defense. Yeah, I honestly don't mind the Nets now. Like, I still I still think they could win a second-round playoff, depend- playoff round, depending on the matchup. Could they get through the Bucks and Celtics to get through the to the finals? I don't really think so, but... AD really might average before. 50 points per game, though, in a series right. against either <laughs> one of those teams. And I really thought they had a long, only long shots to make the finals before this anyway. So it doesn't really change my opinion that much. At least they have more of a steadier presence than Kyrie. Um, on the, on the Mavs side, like you said, Seth, they have something on their hands here. I think the way I feel about this is really going to depend on what kind of contract they offer slash give him in the off season. They could just let him walk in the off season, just a rental. You know, uh, they could give a, a two-year deal or something. If they sign him to a four-year max, I'm simply not going to like this trade because, as we know, Kyrie is a bad bet long-term. He's a bad business partner, right? <laughs> you don't want to hitch your wagon to him for any more than a couple years, at least. Um, Would you like the trade if they signed him to a two-year deal? I mean, if it was one of those where it's like a two-year deal with a player or team option the second year, kind of like a one-year max. Kyrie's the perfect one-year max player, right? He's good enough to give him the max, but you don't want to sign him for more than a year. So if they figure right. something out like that, I would I would not mind it. He I'd won't sign have such a, a thing. paper towel on my team for a year than Kyrie Irving, but that's fair. He never just... signed something like that. <laughs> yeah, and he probably won't. So who knows? Maybe we'll be on the Lakers next year. But I mean, this is obviously a desperate move from the Mavs, who are mediocre right now with one of the best players in the league. We've seen it before many times. We've This is really playing out kind of like the early Cavs with LeBron, right? Just any desperate gambit to replace him with a second or to get a second star around him, and it hasn't worked so far. Yeah, I think Brian <laughs> Windhorst made that point, even down to like the Cavs at the time bungling the uh, Carlos Boozer contract and losing mm. Carlos from nothing to the jazz in a similar way that Dallas lost Brunson. Yeah. yeah. Um, Boy, they're then, missing Brunson, huh? Yeah. And then trying to bring in some big name players, the Cavs brought in Ben Wallace, Shaq, uh, kind of big swings that weren't really smart choices, but they had to do something to make a splash to keep LeBron happy and, and just try to like, not waste LeBron's prime. So I don't see this going well for the Mavs. I think it probably will go well on the court for a short while. Yeah. But I think even if like Kyrie behaves himself, that team is probably still not good enough to come out of the West this year. And then yeah. after that, like you said, it's a complete crapshoot. So, yeah, I think we already know, Kyle, don't we already, can't we already see it in our future? Kyrie has a few 30, 40 point games with Luca. Everyone goes crazy on Instagram saying, Oh my God, who's going to stop Kyrie and Luca. And then Kyrie jets off to Thailand with Cliff Kingsbury during the second round of playoffs. And we all see it ending how we always knew it would. I don't know if I'd say that, but 
<laughs> Knows exact thing, words you wouldn't say. <laughs> the thing that I'd be most worried about is Mark. Was it Mark Cuban? The the day of or the day after the trade, essentially saying to the media, doubling down that this is Lucas' team. <laughs> How is Kyrie going to take that? I mean, he's a selfless leader, I will say. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, uh, I think if there's any year, any year in like the kind of recent past compared to now, that a team kind of in the Mav situation where they obviously 100% almost weren't going to make the finals with their current team. Mm-hmm. The West is kind of, I feel like, rather wide open this year. Uh, you can argue that, you know, the way that Denver's playing, they're obviously the, the, the favorite, I would assume, to come out of the West. But um, again, you, you kind of have the juggernauts that we're used to seeing, I feel like, at the top of the West not be there this year. So if there's a time to kind of push the chips all in, and try and optimize what was already one of the best scoring offenses in the league with Luca on the court by adding, uh, as much as we hate him, one of the best isolation scorers as well in the NBA. Along I mean, with not Luka. as good as Cam Thomas, but that's true. true. Yeah, you know, they could probably could have got him for much less. But um, and the trade deadline is not over yet. They might make another couple a, a move or two to kind of try to bolster that that defense because I feel like they're going to miss that a lot from Finney Smith, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just, I think it went from, they went from what the first or second scoring offense in the league with Luca on the court to the 30th scoring offense in the league when he was off the court. So you would probably assume that this helps when Luca's off the court, Kyrie should be on the court a hundred percent of that time. And that the Mavs won't be losing so many of those non-Luka minutes anymore. Um, and kind of use just try to outscore their opponent in every game they they play. Yeah, but Kyrie hasn't been good in the playoffs for the last five years. So like I just don't know if I can count on that come playoff time. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying if there was ever a year in recent memory yeah. where the West is winnable by just having an incredible, incredible offense. This is the year to do it. I mean, Try I certainly it. understand why they did it. I would not hitch my wagon to Kyrie personally, but but also um, the thing is, is like, was Luca really a lock to stay? Anyways, this is just as much of a gamble, right? To say, hey, the season yeah. works out and Luca does stay, or we weren't sure if we were going to keep him at the end of his contract, anyways. So. Let's at least try it, and if it doesn't work, then we lost him just like we were going to if we didn't try it. Yeah, they're in a tough position for sure. Um, we shall see how it plays out. Quickly, let's go over LeBron breaking the scoring record. This We got to get to the Super Bowl, so I'm sorry, LeBron, that we won't spend as much time as we should on this, but he, LeBron broke the scoring record on Tuesday, um, a 40-year-old record that is – I would say probably the most important record, at least regular season record in the NBA, you know, non-titles counted in, one that everyone knows, one that everyone has been waiting to see broken. 
I, and I certainly don't think any current players that we see now are going to break it. So it could be a while before we see it broken again. I mean, it was an awesome moment, right? Watching it live. There's real electricity in the building. It felt like, uh, I felt like someone was trying to go for like an in-game record almost, but every, but it's starting from the tip off. So like if someone is trying to go for 60 or, or 70, but is every shot he took was like that. The one thing that I kind of can relate it to was Kobe's last game in the NBA. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. When he like, scored 50. As that well. was crazy, dude. Yeah. That's like, it's like, like one the of those game moments itself doesn't matter as much as like the individual person. Right. Exactly. In that moment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a great time. LeBron cried during his speech, said the F word on national television. Just absolute goat move by him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, I think seeing just like the number of people there, all the celebrities, seeing how they just stopped the game for eight minutes, um, made a big announcement of it. I think that was cool and mm-hmm. put into perspective like how historic of an event this was um and you know considering there have only been a handful of people in history who've had this right there were like a few in the 40s and 50s and then will chamberlain had it for like 20 plus years and then kareem had it for almost 40 years and now lebron who knows how long he'll have it for so pretty cool thing uh and he's you know gonna extend his lead above kareem Probably another two, three thousand points. Before he's he breaking forty thousand easily. Yeah. So, yeah. Who knows? Still LeBron. It was. It was one of those like cumulations. Cumulation? That can't be right. Compilations? Cumulations? Just a just a, a nice moment to cherish his career and what we've seen over these years. Just how lucky we are to have been alive for his whole career. Yeah. Um. And how crazy it is that someone lives up to how much hype he had coming in as the chosen one. And if anything exceeded the hype to become some may consider the greatest player of all time. So just in that moment felt really lucky to have seen it all, you know, even more lucky to have shared our many nights together as well. Of course. (laughs) All right. Should we preview this fucking Super Bowl or what? I mean, why not kids to bed, put the kids to bed. Everyone, just get down and dirty with us for the Super Bowl. This is <laughs> this is the Sport Ball Boys Super Bowl Super Blowout Triple SB patent pending. Boy, I'm excited for this game. Chiefs, Eagles, both one seeds. Both have been the best teams in either conference this entire season. Eagles are favored by one and a half. Over under is 51. Neither one is really budged. Vegas is locked in, baby. They're just locked in right now. Um Obviously a very close matchup. I think we might all agree that the Eagles have a better and deeper overall team, um, especially on the offensive and defensive lines. The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, which is another factor to consider. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Um, He's the best quarterback in football, if you haven't. Both quarterbacks a little banged up coming in, right? Hurts with the shoulder. Mahomes with a high ankle sprain adds a little intrigue, a little spice to the Super Bowl. I'm pretty excited. I got to tell you. It's a toss-up game. I think it's going to be a good game. Me and Kyle will be there together eating sliders. Let's go over our picks. It's what the people have been waiting. Kyle, who are you going to take? Tell me why it's the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. It's always been the (laughs) Eagles from day one. (laughs) 
been riding the train <clears throat> since the preseason. They fulfilled all of my expectations. I think all of our expectations. Um, one of the best defensive teams in the NFL, one of the best offensive teams in the NFL. Um, they just get it done on both sides of the ball. And I just think their offensive firepower is honestly overall stronger than the Chiefs. I also think that their defensive front and obviously their secondary is better than the Chiefs. So it this is going to be a probably close game, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm ready to see Jalen Hurts go from being pulled a couple years ago from the national championship game in college to be benched for Tua to have his triumphant return to the or have his triumphant go at his first Super Bowl just a few few years later um humbled that's all we are <laughs> I got it so it's crazy the Eagles coming in so they're 14 and 1 with Hurts Absolutely killing teams, but we know they've had an easy schedule, right? This is why we bet on them to be the number one seed in the NFC coming into the season. Um, they haven't played, they've only played two good quarterbacks the last 14 weeks. Dak Prescott, who I mean is even good, and Aaron Rodgers, who was high in ayahuasca and both put up 30 points in them, which is a little troubling to me. They have played only five above average offenses this year which is a crazy stat. Um, and they allowed 30 points per game to those teams. Another concern for me. Um, I, and there's got to be some lingering concern about Hurts' shoulder. It's hard to know with these quarterbacks, given that they have two weeks off, right? But he said he wasn't 100% going to the playoffs. And he his deep ball hasn't really been on since the shoulder injury. But again, who knows what he took during these two weeks to make it okay again. You know, that's so hard to know. Um, and... I have some concerns on the Chiefs' side, too. This is why this game is such a toss-up. Obviously, we know Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. He similarly had two weeks to jerk off his ankle, but who knows how he's feeling as well. And How does one jerk off an ankle? I'll show you after the pod. Okay. And, you know, is their offensive line going to be able to hold up to the Eagles' defensive line, which is historically good? For me, it comes down to this, Okay. I'm going to pick the Chiefs begrudgingly because they have Patrick Mahomes, who you may have heard of, who I consider to be the best quarterback in the league, and it's not really even close. Um, okay. Don't want to – I mean – A week listen, ago, you would have said it was close. Or two weeks no. ago. I guess I like this last time we had a podcast, we all talked about how – It's Mahomes and Burrow, like, right? Yeah. yeah, this would be a completely different story, though, or take. I think if the Chiefs didn't win that last game, you'd be talking about how Burrow is knocking on arguably the, the best quarterback in the NFL. 100%. For me, I see, I see Mahomes like LeBron, right? Like, I'm going to mute myself. I can't deal with this. I, 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 <laughs> for me, I see Mahomes like LeBron. Like, uh, you know, all those years where we're like, oh, is Kevin Durant better than LeBron? Is Steph Curry better than LeBron? We do so. We do similar with Mahomes, right? We're prisoners of the moment. We say is Burrow better than Mahomes? Maybe is Allen better than Mahomes? Is Herbert better than Mahomes? I think you're right. It is hyperbole to say it's not even close, but I still consider him the best quarterback in the league. And he's already entering some historic, rarefied air. If he wins the Super Bowl, he's have he's going to have two Super Bowl wins 
and five AFC championships, which is Peyton Manning's entire career. And so he's, 27. he's only 27. He could go down as the greatest quarterback of all time very easily. What? He could go down as the greatest quarterback of all time very easily after That's his career. That's not over. true at all. What the hell? What do you mean? <laughs> we, we probably have 15 more years of this. I don't, there's no way I would bet money that he doesn't play until 42. Is that how, how old he'll be in 15 years? He's 27 now. Right now. <laughs> you just said we probably have 15 more years, like meaning it's likely that he plays until he's 42. And all these quarterbacks that he could 40. very easily be the greatest quarterback of all time when Tom Brady just retired with seven Super Bowls. Yeah. I'm just saying there's a chance. You said very easily. I don't mean he's favored. I'm just saying, like, I could see. Well, that would mean he's definitely favored to do it if you say very okay, easily. Well, I, if that was what I put out into the world, that's not what I meant. I'm just saying that I wouldn't be surprised or shocked if after his career, we think of him in the same breath as Brady. Wow. I would be completely floored if really, he, if he surpasses Brady. Wow. I would bet my house that. <laughs> that most rational fans wouldn't even consider him in that conversation. Let's bet your house right now. Let's shake on it. (laughs) Deal. I think you're underrating how good he is already. Like how, and his accolades already. If he wins a Super Bowl, I don't think to have your entire career. I'm not underrating it, but the thing is what Tom Brady did is so unprecedented. Like it, (laughs) It's honestly, Sam, it's You're honestly also, I, like I, saying um, Luka Doncic could very easily pat, like beat no, the LeBron's no, Yeah, no. that's a, I Mahomes think that's a similar. Mahomes has already won a championship and made five AFC championships. Luka has won like two playoff series. We're not, yeah, but that's not what he said. He said pass LeBron in the scoring record. Yeah. Isn't, yeah. No, Who I cares about there's way less chance of that. I think it's a fairly similar and chance to Tom, talk about what Tom Brady did was unprecedented something we'd never seen before uh nobody like is in his stratosphere as a quarterback in NFL history and LeBron like is one step ahead of Kareem it's not like the scoring record was like something we'd never seen before right it's he's now better than Kareem and there's a young player who's like not on pace to beat him just like Mahomes isn't on pace for seven Super Bowl championships but it's like theoretically possible but we all think it's very unlikely so I I think it's more likely than that I think I think you guys are underrating Mahomes I mean I agree that like it's not it's it wouldn't be the favorite outcome the odds might be you know, whatever, plus 600. But I'm just saying that it's possible that Mahomes is considered the greatest quarterback ever after his career. You're not even going to open your mind to that? I think it's possible. That's all I That's want. That's the thing. Semantics Give me your house. here <laughs> is not your strong suit by any means. You've just switched from highly likely to... No, you're not going to say that it's even possible. I said easily, meaning that I could easily see after his career, Mahomes is better than Brady. I'm still saying that. If we run back the tape, what you said was, and Mahomes could very easily be the greatest quarterback of all time at the end of his career. 
Ah, that's I'm not changing that statement. That's correct. I mean, if I say that's yeah, not I could correct, very easily have <laughs> spaghetti for dinner. It's like, oh, what do you think Seth's having for dinner? Probably spaghetti. Well, like, you could easily have spaghetti at any time. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean you're going to. It's pretty likely, though. But I wouldn't be surprised if you had spaghetti for dinner. <laughs> it's an easy thing to make. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we, we got to like lock you down with like percentage chances or something like does <laughs> very easily. Does that mean he has a 40 percent chance, a 5 percent chance? Somewhere in between those two numbers, I would say. OK, yeah, so. We're probably closer than we than it would seem from this conversation and most of what Kyle are, and I are objecting to is, is your, the word easily <laughs> your blatant disregard for the English language. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I'm picking the chiefs, but it's a very close game. In my opinion, you're wrong. Seth, would you like to break the tie? Well, obviously I'm taking the Eagles and I always was. And I'm not saying this strictly because Sam and I make a twenty a $20 bet on the Super Bowl every year, and I let him pick first. Um, we got the mug, too. And let me tell you why. Oh, true. Best offensive line, best defensive line. Uh, Jalen Hurts could very easily be considered the better quarterback at the end of this game. That's not and true. He could very easily outpay, outplay Patrick Mahomes in this game. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and uh, obviously anyone could outplay anyone in a game. <laughs> um, plus, I now have a personal connection to A.J. Brown. And I, you know, would like to think that that will bring us over the edge. So I've also picked against the Eagles in every playoff matchup in their, in their previous two playoff matchups, this playoffs, and I'm not about to lose to them three times in a row. So I'm aboard the bandwagon. Uh, It's going to be similar to the last time the chiefs were in the Super Bowl. Um, When Patrick Mahomes is just like desperate for anyone to catch his passes. And (laughs) he, is a little bit hobbled and doing everything he can, but it's just not enough. So go Eagles. I got to tell you, I'm not even going to bet on either team. I'm not really going to root for the team. I think I'm just going to try to enjoy the Super Bowl. Holy and just... shit. I'm sorry. That... Should I apologize for trying to enjoy a sports game without betting on either team? I could, Sam could very easily bet on this game. I could see it happen. <laughs> I could so easily bet on this game. There's still a five to 40% chance I'd do it. <laughs> I just want to I'm enjoy this game. These are two the great teams. Patrick Mahomes is just as good as Tom Brady. I said begrudgingly pick the Chiefs. Gonna... <laughs> I said begrudgingly. I don't even want to pick a team in this game. I just want to enjoy it. Sam, are you disappointed that Jacksonville didn't make it to the Super Bowl like you predicted? I mean, I'm I'm up one shirt, so no. <laughs> it's a comfy. Yeah, but shirt. you're out what twenty five dollars for that shirt. <laughs> yeah, but Is I made fourteen on my bet. All right, let's go. Let me ask MVP. you this though: before yeah. we got there, is this Chiefs team better than the Chiefs team 
from two years ago when they played the Bucks. Are you asking me? Are you? I don't know who you're asking. I'm asking, I guess, both of you. I guess it was more so directing it at you. Uh, yeah, I think their offensive line is way better. I think Mahomes got better. And That's not what I asked. I didn't ask if the offensive line was better. I asked overall as a team, do we think that they are better than the team from two years ago that featured Tyreek Hill? Clyde Edwards was healthy at the time. Yes. You think this team is better? Yeah. Well, you, I was explaining it, and then you cut me off. So can I continue? Well, you know, I think if this Chiefs team <laughs> took a time machine to two years ago, they could very easily beat their former selves. Five to 40% chance at best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I think their offensive line is better than it was then, which was the biggest problem in that game. I think Patrick Mahomes is better. I think that Isaiah Pacheco is way better than CH, even on whatever. If he was I think they're the same. The play. Isaiah Pacheco. Go ahead. Oh, I interrupt you. No, it's fine. <laughs> That's all I had to say. I think Chris Jones and Frank Clark are, are at their peaks right now. And I got to say, this young secondary of the Chiefs, I've been impressed with as well. All right. Well, I appreciate your input. I don't agree with you by any means. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the question as well. Shout out. All right, MVP, should we go over? Just tell me it's Patrick Mahomes because if he was Tom Brady, he would definitely win it. What does that even mean? <laughs> you know what it means. All right, well, MVP, let's see the odds, are plus 120 for Patrick. He is the favorite. And I do think if you're putting the Chiefs, I mean, we know a quarterback wins most of the time. I imagine they give it to Mahomes, given his ankle. They would they would have some sympathy for him. Um, you have Jalen Hurts at plus 125. Again, if you favor the Eagles, he's obviously the favorite. Um, Kelsey at 12 to 1. A.G. Brown at 18 to 1. Miles Sanders at 22 to 1. What do you guys think? I mean... Of course, if Kyle and I are picking the Eagles, then it's most likely going to be Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, Any long shots, though, you'd like to give? Hassan Reddick. I, I like was thinking that, that too. Shot. If I was, I might even sprinkle some on it anyway. If I was, if I was picking the Eagles, I would, I would sprinkle on Hassan Reddick. I mean, I think if the Eagles win, their their D line is going to have to dominate, right? And he's the best player on there. I mean, if it's say it's a close game, Hassan Reddick has two and a half sacks and then a game saving or game winning force fumble, something like that. Gotta go to him. Yeah, I think it's a reasonable gamble at 30 to 1, regardless which team you're on. I mean, that's just good odds right there. Um did you all come prepared with your props that you like? You know it. <laughs> All right, let's go over our props. A prop of Palooza, if you will. Um, first one, I'm going to go with the aforementioned Isaiah Pacheco. Over 64 and a half combined yards. Um, and the reasoning is they've used him more in the passing game recently. 
because he's just on the field more. It used to be Jarek McKinnon, right, was that go-to passing down back, but Pacheco has taken over so much of the snaps that he's in when they check down anyway. And we know that these Eagles defense, they're built around wanting the other team to kind of throw short passes and not get any big gains on them. So I think Mahomes, this is this is one area Mahomes has gotten way better over uh, over his career, over his five years starting. He's gotten way better at taking what the defense gives him and matriculating down the field, right, instead of always going for the deep ball to Tyreek. So I don't think he's going to have much time either with that with that D-line. I think we get a lot of check downs to Pacheco, so take Pacheco over 64.5 combined yards. Kyle, what do you got for the listeners? I thought I was muted. Um, <clears throat> the first score method. Mm, big fan of field goal at plus 165. Mm. Five of the last seven Super Bowls, we've seen a field goal be the first scoring method. Um, I believe every Super Bowl in those years that the Chiefs have been in. Not that that even matters any means in, for this Super Bowl, but I like to pull random stuff like that up because you hear it on other podcasts like it matters. So I'll say it here, but uh, yeah. Put the mortgage on field goal plus 165. Why don't you? <laughs> Seth, let me ask you this. Can I get the D to your house so I can bet it on that? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I love that, Kyle. You have your own house, though. I want yours. Mm. Seth, what you got for us? Kind of a one that I feel like is going to come true, although I would be rooting against it because it would make it less exciting. But give me the over on six and a half total punts. Mm. You know no one else is taking that. You're getting value right there. I feel like that's not that many. Doesn't seem like that many. You know, I've, I've... I would have to look at the data. I haven't done the research. I, don't know, I think that's this, kind of a lot with these. I teams. feel like there's more often in the Super Bowl when you think it's like a high flying offense. Then sometimes it takes them a little while to like get settled in. You have a couple punts early on, you know. Yeah. What's the odds on six and a half? Minus one fifty on FanDuel. Hmm. Plus, how often wouldn't you love to see Tommy Townsend's golden locks a few times in this game? Is that I his name? It. The Chiefs punter, is that his name? Tommy Townsend? That sounds right. <laughs> I think it's Tommy. Also wrong. Tommy yeah, Townsend. That's right. Nice. That's a great name. Um, well, I like to remind our listeners of this prop every year, but shortest touchdown under one and a half yards. That's mm-hmm. easy with these quarterbacks. Exactly. Can't you just picture Jalen Hurts being pushed by six Eagles into the end zone for our, a QB sneak? I think I they're the under on shortest touchdown two inches. <laughs> Vegas has started to get wise to this, though. I think if you can find it even at minus 150, you've gotten gone well because Vegas knows. Um, but and plus, if you get a pass interference call in the end zone, that's really the only way that you'll get that, though, is by getting that pass interference in the end zone. That's sometimes, true. yeah, sometimes they get down to the one, sometimes, but it's much more likely, I feel like. To get a pass interference in the end zone. Yeah, we that would help us a lot for sure. It's not what I said, but I mean, it would help a lot for the prop if there's a pass interference in the end zone for sure. Yeah, obviously, would, yeah, it would. I'm saying, I think it's highly likely 
that the best case scenario of that happening is by having a pass interference in the end zone. I think it could very easily happen, even if you don't get a pass interference in the end zone. Very easily. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, what you got? Um, I found this one. Um, where is it? I'm not sure what it means, but I love it. Will there be an octopus? <laughs> yes, is plus fourteen hundred. You take that for what it is. I'm sorry. What about an octopus? <laughs> will there be one? The prop bet is just will there be an octopus, and it's yes or no. So you know I'm going to ride with a yes at plus money. That's just good value. I mean, there's got to definitely be some Philadelphia, crazy Philadelphia fan that's going through all these random bets and saying, oh, my God, I could walk into the stadium with an octopus and win $1,400. <laughs> You if know, there's any close. fan base that's going to do it, it's going to be yeah. Philadelphia fans. Think about a Phoenix. You're close to the ocean. Grab one, get over there. Is Phoenix close, close to the there. ocean? I mean, it's landlocked technically, but California's right there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's landlocked. Can you it's bring an octopus easier. through a screen detector? It's got to be easier to get an octopus into the Super Bowl than it is for like people that get octopus octopi into hockey games, right? Do people do that? They yeah. throw fish on the floor sometimes. No, it's octopus. Octopi. It's always octopuses? Not always, was... but 99% of the time it's octopus. Wow. What about the hat trick? Is this like the octopus trick they throw it in there for? Do they have to throw it on the field, though, is my question. Where is the octopus? There's well, no if... description as to what this bet means. It just says, will there be an octopus? As long as the sky cam catches it, I think it's fair game. I think so, too. Does this include halftime show? I could see Ooh. Rihanna have some octopus octopi. She does have a pet octopus. If you go into novelty props on DraftKings, there's another tab underneath that that just says octopus if you'd like to research for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I would, thank you. All right, well, Seth, give me your second prop, even though it's going to be hard to beat that, I got to say. It is hard to beat that. I'm going to go with the tried and true uh plus 750 give me that purple gatorade baby oh the gatorade props i haven't even seen it and looked at any of those purple purple all day (laughs) i like that i have uh i'm going personally for um orange orange is such a bad flavor i like it better than purple where are the odds? I can't find the odds for the Gatorade. I like I like the clear bet always because you got either the the white Gatorade, I think, counts, counts as clear, or water. What does it count if it's urine? Does that count as clear? That's yellow, I think. <laughs> it depends on how hydrated you are. <laughs> Kyle, pull up the Gatorade odds for me. I can't find it. Ooh, a kick to hit the post. A kick to hit the post. Is only plus four fifty. Shouldn't that be like plus a thousand? No. How often does that happen? Once a game. Once a game. <laughs> <laughs> I could very easily see it happening. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could. Plus four fifty right. isn't that high. Orange is the favorite at plus two fifty. I feel like orange is always the favorite though. Yellow, green, yellow slash green. No one's drinking that freaking. 
cucumber Gatorade though at the Super oh, Bowl. I'll tell you that. So it's definitely got to be orange out of those two. <laughs> Plus three fifty. Well, I don't want orange anymore if it's the favorite. Give me a little more juice. Clear slash water is a nice six hundred. Mm. Blue also plus six hundred. Mm. Red or pink plus six fifty. Purple plus nine hundred. Oh, no Gatorade bath plus seventeen hundred. Wow, I kind of I might have bet purple now too, Seth. At those odds, we're just stealing money. All right, purple and octopus. You heard it here first. You parlay those together. Come on now, you might as well book your tickets to the Caymans. Since since two thousand one, orange has been dumped on Super Bowl winning coaches the most five times since two thousand one. Hmm. Since two thousand fifteen, though, we've seen blue appear four different times. So 50% of the time over the last eight years, mm. we've seen blue. Never since 2001 have we seen a red Gatorade poured. Purple has only appeared twice. 2003, 2012. We're due. Yeah. Every nine years, baby. <laughs> last year, we had blue Gatorade, if, we can't, if you can't remember. Wow. So it seems honestly like... None is your best value. There's been four times since 2001 that we haven't had any. Really? Plus 1,700. They, they just walk off the field? I don't know. Does it count if it's like just ice? What if it's just ice and there's no liquid? Oh, interesting. I don't know, though. I'm just making that up. <laughs> I'm surprised that's happened four times. I feel like it happens every game, but I guess not. And then clear. Clear and blue. Both, I think, are plus 600. Those are nice as well. So we've we've so far <laughs> suggested every Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pick the favorite though, boys and girls, on Gatorade. You guys go to heads or tails for the coin toss. Give me head. Same. I feel like I can't do that now. I was gonna gonna <laughs> choose heads as well. Dude, if all three of us chose heads, there is literally a hundred percent chance it's tails. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. I think it's about last time the Chiefs won, they had orange Gatorade. Mm. Oh, what about the last time the Eagles won? Yellow. Oh, <laughs> why do you say it like that? <laughs> Man. All right. Well, that was the, the triple SB, 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 trademark pending. Kyle, send out the listeners with a little Super Bowl, uh, just something to wet them, their beaks. Hopefully your beaks are wet enough to support an octopus, am I right? Not wrong. <laughs> <laughs>